Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Exergen Thermometer is trusted and used by... Now, it's time for Meter and the Coach with John Meter Perrell and former Providence College men's basketball coach Tim Welsh. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original, 103.7 WEEI. Well, it's always fitting when Joe Passarelli starts the show with the legendary Bruce Springsteen and Dancing in the Dark, because that's exactly what the Patriots have done the last 10 weeks of the season. See, that's what what I do before you guys join the Zoom link. I dance in the dark up here in Worcester. (laughs) Yes, that's a good point, Joe. He's Joe Passarelli, our producer. I'm John Mita Perel. Good morning, everybody. This is Meter and the Coach. Hope you've enjoyed your weekend thus far. Thanks for waking up with us. Joe, as we wait on Tim Welsh, we will uh, start with the Patriots, even though they're not on the docket today. I hesitate to start with them because I think they're trending towards irrelevancy, which is something you haven't heard these lips say in 23 years. The fact that the Patriots are irrelevant. Uh, we talked a lot about the Red Sox this year, dipping in those irrelevant waters. Uh, I think the Patriots are basically uh, almost there. And that's a gross indictment on the state of your New England football franchise. And as I say good morning to Tim Welsh, Tim, you may have just heard what I just uh, mentioned about the Patriots. I, he- I hesitate to start with them today even though because they're not playing. But, man, that, that game last week was just a summary of where they are. You know, I piped in here late because I just wanted to hear your opening monologue on a beautiful crisp Sunday morning when there's no football for you. And, of course, right out of the gate, you're negative. Right out of the gate. I'm trying to be positive. I mean, I know yeah, you're not I, – I figured this morning you wouldn't be as – Ornery as always, because after a Saturday BC loss, usually on Sunday you're not over it yet. But you, it happened th- three days ago, so you're I figured you'd be over it. But no, your football team is is dreadful. The whole organization is dreadful, and and uh, you know I I really but I heard this week that if Bill Belichick was hired by the Bills or the Chargers, they would win the Super Bowl next year. Here's what I ask you. Why? Why why do you think that? I mean, the, the football team is not well coached and he's the he's the coach. 
So that's that's the thing that I try to point out, and I want and, and there's a group of reasons why we've we've talked about it, but last week was just that was just a typical, you know what what you've seen all season long, and we've been talking about it for a couple of years, and it's been a slow burn, a slow death, and that this is where we're at at this point. But who knows? I've seen crazier things. Maybe it'll they'll run it back, as they like to say. You know, I wish Brad Stevens was in charge of this organization. <laughs> no running it back in Brad's world. So no. there you have it. I, I don't know what the solutions are, but there, there you, there you have it. I'll, I'll let you tee well, it up this morning. I, I, I'm glad you brought up the Belichick situation. I, I, lo- I love how like it's this revelation that he's first of all like p- people still think he's coming back to New England. Are you insane? <laughs> he's not coming back to New England. Period. Uh, and I'd be first of all, Joe Mark Tape at seven oh three on Sunday, November nineteenth. He's not coming back here. The guy stinks right now. The team stinks right now. If you're Robert Kraft, and I know, and I know Tim, you've been on him too, and I've been on him as well, and that's deserved. Uh, they don't spend much money, yada yada yada, and that's where we're at. The talent drain is officially here. It's been here for the last three years. People just haven't addressed it, but now they're starting to address it more. Uh, and he's not coming back, period. So move on. It's okay. 23 years, hell of a run, Hall of Fame coach. Give him a Lifetime Achievement Award. You want to give him a statue, go ahead. Good luck, Chargers. Good luck, Bills. Good luck, Panthers. Good luck, Giants. Who's ever interested in him? Guy's not a good coach anymore. He's not a good personnel guy. I don't think he's ever been a good personnel guy, uh, and that's a huge issue. The fact they don't have a quarterback is a is – let's start there. Forget about the coach. Let's start with a quarterback. There is not one in the building, and that's a major, major problem. Where they're going, I guess they just have to wait. Whether it's Bailey Zappi next week, whether it's Malik Cunningham, whether it's Will Greer, who was probably all the whispers say it's going to be Will Greer, who hasn't survived with, what, three teams now? So who cares? It doesn't matter. Uh, I'm at the point now where as a the Patriot fan in, in me, which I am one, says just lose. Just lose, baby. Most of the Patriot fans I talk to, and I talk to a lot of them, you probably do too, say, you know what, who cares? 3-14, and 2-15, and 15, here comes the number one pick, here comes the number two pick, here comes the number three pick. That's where you're at, Tim. Yeah, that's that's where you're at. And uh, I heard this earlier this week that it, the media is only on Bill Belichick now because he's been mean to the media. <laughs> that's That's so – it's such a joke. I mean, they're on the coach. Trust me, we know because you're losing. That's it. That's part. Of, that's part of the job. That's that's the way it goes. And you're losing. And when you lose consistently over a period of time, which they've done, this is this is the job you've chosen. This is the this is the business you're in. And Correct. so, yeah. So that's that's the reason. Now, his lack of re- not mean. I wouldn't call it that. His lack of respect for the media, I think, obviously adds to it. It's human nature. That's human nature. That's the world we live in. If 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 a person is doesn't respect what you do, and then they need some respect and they, they need some help at some point, they're not getting it. They're not getting it. If, if for years you don't respect them, they're not going to give you any. They're not going to give you the. Uh, 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 there's no runway. There's no runway. There's no runway. Yeah, no exactly. Rope. There's not. There's no rope. 
at this point. So that's that's the issue, but none of that matters really. Uh, you know, it's just something to talk about when you're two and eight. Uh, but it's the thing is, is that uh, you know, what's the owner going to do? What is the owner going to do? Talks tough, but is he really? Oh, did we lose him? I think we just lost him in mid thought. Uh, Patriots Illuminati uh, taking out his take before it could get going, huh? Yeah, he'll have to reboot, so to speak, as we uh, we we deal with the Zoom issues. But just like the back with Patriots us. need to reboot, John. Yes, they do, Joe. Uh, this is Meter and the Coach, 401-777-1037. If you want to chime in early, we're obviously going to be all around the map like we usually do on a Sunday morning. But I wanted to start with this and get it out of the way, so to speak. Get it out of uh, our system. Get it out of your system. Yes, it's the Sunday morning. Uh, maybe we'll start a new segment, the Sunday morning rant so to speak uh and we could thank we could god off with it. we could end with it. thank god this season's gonna be over i mean it's just it's been so just boring i mean it's not like you, you know you figure you you want to every time you set up on sunday morning you like want to sit down and watch it but then you can't get a touchdown you know week after week you can't put a scoring drive together uh, they're not even the, what are they they're not even averaging 20 points a game exactly. i mean that's that is just staggering like I, I you stumble on touchdowns and last year oh they were you know they were forced turnovers and they returned touchdowns and they had pick sixes and they had punt returns and great you know that's leading to the, the belichick uh legend uh they didn't make the playoffs oh by the way but they still scored punt return touchdowns and now they have you know, and, and let's let's examine, oh, Bill, let's examine your problems off the field with players. Let's examine the guys that you bring in that are absolute idiots, like the Jack Joneses of the world. And let's examine that. And let's that's kind of like gets a little bit lost in the Belichick analysis as well. Uh, guys that clearly don't belong in the NFL. Uh, and he takes a shot on him because he's Belichick. And, you know, as long as it fits in his system, he's okay with it. How'd that work out with you with Jack Jones? They, they don't, they don't release him when he gets busted with guns, but they release him when he misses curfew. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing to me. You know, those things catch up to you after a long period of time. And if you have too many guys in the locker room like that, and then you start losing, then the whole locker room turns the wrong way. It's easy to do. It's easy to do. Uh, and I, I just can't see him turning it around at all this year. It's just because they don't have enough character in the room. No. Uh, especially especially with Judon out. You know, there's nobody that's going to step on the field and, you know, really step forward with what you need. So I don't know what the solution is. Uh, it's going to take a long time to get it back, though, because when you're that – shallow in talent from top to bottom and then have someone that that's proven that he's not good at drafting at all or creative in, in putting a team together then you have issues you have issues and uh these issues aren't new i mean this is not like just a one-off that's the problem it's it's ha happened over ever since tom brady left this has been slowly turning and trending that way and if you don't want to spend money then you're not going to be able to fix it even parts of it you're not even going to be able to band-aid it and they tried to band-aid it with juju smith schuster this year that look how that worked out you know but that's just lack of 
planning, lack of creativity, lack of just thinking, forward thinking of what you need. Uh, and I don't know what's going on there. It just seems to me that everybody says the same thing. It's not like you and I are just on an island here, but it's amazing to me that still they don't try to get speed on the outside, get some talent out there, uh, draft wide receivers. You know, I watched Baltimore the other night and I'm seeing you know, wide slots receiver, wide receiver, guys just flying down the field. They're all, they all look the same. <laughs> they all look right. the same. They're just great targets and, and great weapons. And you don't have any of those. Oh, no, Nelson Aguilar made some plays in that game. Where do guys like that come from? Huh? Yeah. I mean, well, he's add him to the list of misfires. Uh, it's just, it's, it's one thing after the other. I love how people, you know, you talk about, you hear, you listen all week and you and I, you know, listen to shows, of course, people try to talk themselves into, uh, they're running circles around this thing. And it's like, you're in the maze, you're the rat in the maze. And, oh, maybe Belichick should be back or may, oh, you know, maybe they'll be okay if they find a quarterback or maybe they'll be okay if they spend money. No. Wash, rinse, repeat, forget it, cleanse it, just blow it up blow it up you you you've got to you're at that point in your franchise where you must move on you must move on you're right tim it's going to take a long time i'm sure they i I hope they understand that it's probably going to be four or five years i heard someone say that the other day might have been tom Curran, and i agree uh until you're even back in the playoffs that's how long it takes you talk to any team that's gone through this and the patriots haven't done it in 23 years talk to your you know talk to your Giants, talk to the the cycles they've had. Talk to the Bills. Talk to any team. Talk to the Chiefs before Pat Mahomes. It's a cyclical league. It's designed to go eight and nine, seven and ten, nine and eight. League loves it. That's the way the league is designed. Patriots would kill for nine and eight right now. It's gonna be a long time because you know what? The most important position in sports that would be quarterback is vacant. You don't have one. You clearly don't have one. No, and uh, you know. It can come quickly, obviously, with a top draft pick, and you hit it. You look at C.J. Stroud. You hit it right. But who's making that call? Who do you trust to make that call, that decision? The head of the Carolina Panthers? No, they they whiffed. You know, the head of the Bears? No, they whiffed. They've whiffed. Yeah. So these, you know, the Patriots head pick uh, the general manager of the Patriots? No. I mean, he's whiffed too many times. Uh, no. Would you trust him with this pick? No, 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 no. I guarantee if Belichick is still here, which I already said he's not going to be, but if he is, you know who that pick is? It's Joe Alt, offensive lineman, Notre Dame. Write it down. He won't even go quarterback. He'll pick an offensive lineman, and he'll say, I can go get a quarterback in round two. And then he won't, and then you'll be back to where you are. And that's fine because your offensive line, it's not fine. Your offensive line stinks. I understand that. You have to address that too. Thank you, Cole Strange. Thank you, every other pick he's made there. I love how Michael, and, you know, it's, it's it's hilarious when a guy like Owenyu, I guess is fine. I don't really study offensive line play. It's like he's John Hannon now. People talk about him like he's a must sign and you got to sign Owenyu. That's what we're talking about? Like that's your building block? Michael Owenyu? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's dreadful football. It really is. Uh, the talent, the quarterback, the scheme. I mean, all they do for years now have just emphasized defense. And today's NFL, even with Christian Gonzalez being a, a hit, I guess, 
Uh, we don't really know for sure. He didn't play enough games for me to, to put him in that category. But still, even the pick. I mean, why are you picking a defensive player when your offense is just dreadful? And that's, that's yeah. to me, is, again, a negative for them in the category of what they've done in the past six, five, six years, going back to Nikhil Harry uh, with their first-round picks. I know it's – it's really just uh, everything's become magnified. You and I aren't surprised. I know you had him probably more towards seven wins. I told you I had him at five uh, or four. Uh, I just I'm not really shocked. I'm not. I, am I am I ha- not happy? Yes. I mean I don't think any any fan out there shouldn't be happy uh, with this d- direction of the team. But I'm going to shift the focus. I'm going to get happy and positive now. And I thought of you yesterday. When the Bryant Bulldogs shocked the world and beat number 10 FAU 61-52. I know it's early in college basketball, but they're a 24-and-a-half-point underdog. That's the largest underdog to win a game thus far in the early season in college hoops. Phil Martelli Jr. is your coach. He was uh, The interim tag was off this week. Jared Grasso is, is no longer there. And what a moment for Bryant. What a moment for Bryant. I mean, Bryant was picked to be third uh, in the America East, but let's let's call it what it is. I mean, this is this is just huge and unbelievably uh, they just ha- it took it to Florida Atlantic. And Florida Atlantic is a legitimate top 10 team. And they yep. returned pretty much their whole lineup from the final four team a year ago. Uh, but Bryant's good. Bryant's good. And let's let's go back to the coach, Phil Martelli. I uh, just so happy for him because uh, he's, first of all, he's paid his dues and he's really a good guy who understands the business, grew up in the business, but always respectful, uh, worked his way around the country with different assistance jobs. And he's been a guy that, you know, it's easy to root for because of the fact that, you know, he's always waited for his opportunity, but he's worked to get there. And uh, what a great choice by Bryant to, to make the, to make him the permanent coach earlier this week. <laughs> it kind of co it's a it's proven that that was a great decision. There's no doubt about it. But wow, I mean, we've seen upsets in the past, but that's one of the one of the best ones we've seen. Yeah, I mean, I think you know a lot of people say, wait a minute, isn't Florida Atlantic good? I mean, they saw the run they made last year. If you're not paying attention, and I know again, it's kind of tough to grasp everything before Thanksgiving. Uh, they are the 10th team of the country, as Tim mentioned. So the, the magnitude of this, you're not talking about, you know, you're talking about the third, according to the experts, the third best team in that conference, Brian Bulldogs. And Martelli pulls off that upset with that team. Uh, they lost a lot. You have the Grasso situation, which is, you know, it's a sordid situation. I don't, I, I want to get your take on that and where that, where that went. Uh, I know it's tough for a coach, anybody, public figure to, you know, kind of fall on your sword. And good for him for admitting that there's issues there, but and for trying to rectify them. But what do you, what did you make of that public display by Grasso? Uh, you know, I mean, he's getting out ahead of whatever was going on. That's that's important, I think. And you know, he's providing the narrative rather than uh, probably what was going to happen. I probably, he understood what what was going to happen that he probably was not going to be able to come back and get his job. So he's getting ahead of it. Whatever he did, he did. Uh, and you know, he's got, he's owning it and he's moving on and listen, it's, it's okay. It's okay. People make mistakes, uh, and you get ahead of it and you admit you have some issues. 
that's okay. Just go out and figure out what you what's wrong and then move on with your life, whether it's in coaching. But you know, I think he's addressed that he wants to be a, a parent and a husband first right now, and then, then everything else will fall in place. And I I, I hope it does for him. I, I really do, because it's uh it's okay to have make mistakes in life. We all have done it and but now you gotta go correct it and get back up on your feet. And it sounds like that's what he's trying to do. Yeah, and if you're Martelli now, I know you know him, you know his dad, clearly uh, basketball lineage there, but what's the most difficult aspect of that situation? I guess things are clearly helped big time with an upset of the 10th team in the country, but you step into that type of role, that's going to be a tough task. Yeah, it's amazing, too. They just you know, they just went on the road and got pounded by BU uh, about a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, then you go down to Volker Raton, you get the big – get the big check, hopefully for them, uh, for the guarantee money. And uh, I don't know. I really don't know the contract. It might be home and home. I don't know, but it's whatever does that. None of that matters. It's just that you went on the road and beat a top 10 team in the country. So, but yes, I am happy for Phil. He's a, he's a good man. And uh, Brian identified him obviously as the guy they wanted early because he's, you know, he's put in his dues, not only around the country, but at Bryant, you know, he's impressed the administration with his uh, work ethic on a day-to-day basis. And obviously he's, he's grew up in a basketball family. That's, and it's, that's important. And uh, couldn't be happier for him and Bryant because uh, they're, they're a nice program. They've stepped it up in the America East to a different level now. And uh, they're going to be a factor. That's for sure. With Vermont is the king of that conference, but Bryant could, could possibly challenge. It looks like. This is amazing when you look about – I mean, first of all, you're talking about a 2-3 and three team. As you mentioned, they got smoked by BU. It, it, they had a 19-game losing streak against, what, uh, Division – or 0-10 against ranked opponents since becoming full members of Division One, Losing those games by an average of 29 points. The most recent of those contests, they lost by 67. 67 to Houston in 2021. So – that tells you about where they're trying to get to. They had their moments last year. They certainly uh, had one of the best players in the country, I guess, one of the best scorers in the country. Probably not players, but scorers. And, you know, he's they're filling the gaps here. Earl Timberlake's a guy that's been around. He had a big game yesterday. Their defense, they held FAU to 20% shooting. 20%. I mean, that's pretty good in the second half, Tim. It is, you know, and it was – I've been following Vermont a little bit over the weekend as well. They're down in Myrtle Beach, and and they uh, uh, they're in the finals tonight of the Myrtle Beach Classic against uh, against Liberty. They beat St. Louis last night. They're four zero, so that's a good league. That's a good move for uh, Bryant moving up in in class, so to speak. And Florida Atlantic's moved up as well. I believe they're in the American Conference now. So yeah, college basketball is off to a good start. We had the the Providence Kansas State game was really a good game the other night uh, down in the Bahamas, and Providence lost in overtime. They had a chance to win at the end of regulation, but uh, Drew Carter, excuse me, uh, Carter uh, drove into the lane and got collapsed on, and he had ticket games wide open next to the basket, and uh, he missed them, and they lost in overtime. Of course, there was a fight at the end of overtime that we saw, and that was that was tough because. Uh, now they will, they will, Kansas State and Province will be without key players tonight. Yeah, Duall is out. Uh, that was that was an ugly moment. It was uh, social media was ablaze with that situation. 
what what what's your take on what what was that? How did that how did that uh, materialize? Well, the Kansas State player uh, threw a cheap shot to the Providence player to Garvey, and he 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 actually punched him right up under the neck, yeah. and you know, and he reacted like anybody else would react. He was upset when he got punched, but he just he went over the line. He went over the line, and he's going to pay for it tonight. But he can't fight, as Kim English says. He's just you know, what, what was your message to the player? Well, yeah. He, you don't fight in basketball. You just can't. And but sometimes I think it's just a reaction, a human reaction, as as we all know, it can happen. And uh, luckily, no, it didn't seem like anybody was injured. But you know, they're gonna have to pay the price tonight. I don't know. Jaden Pierre got injured in that game. I don't know what his status is. But uh, you know, Providence is good. They're a good team, and they had a chance to win that game. Kansas State's very good. So I think Providence played Wisconsin. They just destroyed Wisconsin early in the week. Uh, Providence looks like they're very, very good. You know, the, the questions I had coming into the season are, would they mesh? Would they mesh with the new system? Would they mesh with the two new players from George Mason stepping in as key components? Uh, and, uh, they've, they've really looked good so far. They've taken to a new system. They play faster than they have in the past. I think that's an advantage for, with their talent. And, uh, I think they're gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, no, they should be. There's no question. I think uh, they're definitely on their way. Uh, there's a lot of teams locally that are playing well. BC just improved to 4-0 for the first time in 16 years with a win over a good Harvard team yesterday. And Quinton Post, as Jeff Goodman tweeted, had a video game performance, 20 points, 19 rebounds, five blocks for the seven-footer from BC, who was playing like you know an NBA player. And he's a heck of a building block for the Eagles who are, you know, probably picked – were picked in, I think, 12th to begin the season in the ACC. Uh, they're better than that. I don't know how good they'll be at the end, but they should be a bubble team this year at least. Uh, and, you know, Earl Grant's getting going. So that's a good development there for local basketball fans who have been uh, waiting for that team to become relevant again. You saw a really good team the other night for ESPN and ACC Network in Duke. Uh, what did you make of the Blue Devils? Well, first and foremost, uh, BC was discussed as I spoke to the Duke coach, John Shire, uh, on Friday morning after a shoot around, we were, we were kicking it around talking about the league and he, BC came up as a, as a team that he thought was going to be a potential, you know, top level team in the league. So that's good for you up in, if you're an Eagle fan, uh, but Duke's loaded, Duke's loaded. They, they've got scores all around the outside. They play three guards, you know, and then they They've got the great player in the, in the middle and they've got, they play, they're 10 deep. And, you know, when you're 10 deep and most of those 10 are high school Americans, <laughs> unless your coach is, doesn't know what he's doing, you're going to be pretty good. So, and then you got a home court advantage is probably the one of the best in the country. And and that's the thing when you look at Duke, you know, they, they really defend and they went out and they lost Arizona at home. And I thought that was, you know, something that, to look at and say, wait a minute, are they for real? I mean, because we all know teams can have height at the beginning of the season and then not follow through. And, you know, that's the thing with them. I think they're they're definitely going to be a team that is going to be there all season long because of the fact they've got such a deep lineup. But then they went out and beat Michigan State pretty easily in the Champions Classic. But Kyle Filipowski is a guy that you know, you, you can build around. He's a seven-footer that can bring the ball up the court. He shoots threes. He goes inside. 
Uh, Caleb Foster is a terrific shooter. Uh, Jared McCain's a high school American. Tyrese Proctor is a lottery pick, probably at the point guard spot, 6'5 point guard. So they've got all the pieces. Uh, Duke's going to be there for, for the long haul. Uh, Rhode Island yesterday got beat by Northwestern, but I, I, they did a good job. They, I think they're behind like 20 to 2 at one point, but they did a good job getting themselves kind of back in the game a little bit at least. But I think Rhode Island's improved. But uh, it'd be interesting to see how Providence reacts today. They play Georgia uh, in the Bahamas in the consolation round of, of that tournament and see how they react without uh, Duell in the game. Yeah, Miami's playing Kansas State in the Nigel Pack Bowl. Uh, former uh, former Kansas State guard who went to Miami for $500,000 in the portal. But Miami's a good team, too. 800,000 so. meters. Or 800. 800 yeah, 800. Sorry, I get you know five hundred, eight hundred, six hundred. They're they're all they're all relevant now. Uh, but so I think the ACC to to build on your point is definitely going to be better this year, no question. And Duke headlines that North Carolina is going to be better too with Baycott back. Uh, they lost a couple players that will happen, but I think it's going to be a fun league. And clearly, Big East is going to be a lot of fun. This is Meter and the Coach coming up. Tim's broadcast partner, Mike Monaco, will join us at 8. Does a lot with the Red Sox as well. You know him as Dave O'Brien's backup on Nesson. He's rolling with ESPN. He will join us at 8. We'll get his take on all things baseball, hockey, football, basketball, you name it. Also, we can have your calls as well. It's always open, 401-777-1037. Joe Passarelli, you're up next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 